See, don't you think it ever gets a little boring when it's just <laughs> <laughs> when it's just the two of us? We could really use an extra special guest just this one time, maybe. <laughs> we didn't plan this. What are you doing? <laughs> I planned it. I don't Go know along. if that's such a good idea. Go along with the thing. <laughs> has done her research on Barbie movies because she did do a reference to a she did it there was a reference to um fairy secret in the trailer yeah, that is so cool which is so fun to me because I love fairy secret I have my fingers crossed for a Kelly Sheridan really, cameo I need her s- it probably will not happen I have my fingers even more crossed for an Arnie Roth cameo <laughs> which is you even- don't even know what that man looks like <gasps> well anyways Barbie trailer was good it was um, good it was fun they're bringing Midge who was played by fucking Patsy from Call the Midwife yeah, um, I'm just, I, I wanna, I wanna, I want, <coughs> yeah. In the first bit, when she stands on her tippy toes, when she comes over her sandals. Yeah. Yes, what, I love how that. How does she do, Yun? I love that, that looks so that good. Cinema. You think she's propped up? Probably. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was very fun. And people were, like, complaining about her shoes, and it was like, that's Barbie shoes, though. Yeah. Barbie. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Barbie. What's up? I really cannot stop saying that. It's my favourite thing to say ever. So anyway, today we are talking about Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Now, Mother, why was this your favourite when we were younger? Or why was this the one that you tolerated the most when we were yeah, younger? Yeah, I probably tolerated the most. Because um, I hate horses in it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All of them have horses in it. No, no but not the Palominos. Oh, okay. I always wanted a Palomino horse. Is that the only reason? Um, isn't a palomino like an English thing, <coughs> or is that a palindrome? A what? Wait, what am I thinking of? <laughs> a palomino is a type of horse. What's 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 the thing in English that starts with pala then? Pa- I think it's a palindrome. A paladin? No. Let me look up what paladin. <laughs> I'm so tired of this. You guys don't get me. It's true. Pal- it's true. Pal- Together we know what to do. Pal- 
palindrome, 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 palindrome. A word, phrase, or sequence, sequence that reads the same backwards as forwards. Mm. Madam or nurses run. That's the examples that Google used. Great. You're welcome. But yes, this episode is taking forever to record because we kept on not finding the time. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, we thought we were going to do it on Mother's Day. That did not happen. It would, it would be our Mother's Day special. And now we're doing our Mother's Day special like, what, three weeks late? Yeah. And then I was away. And last week, our little cousin had chicken pox and we were on babysitting duty. So yeah. So Barbie and the Three Musketeers was released on DVD on the 15th of September 2009 and had its TV premiere on the 22nd of November that same year on Nickelodeon. It was directed by William Lau, written by Amy Wolfram, produced by Laurie Fault, and had original music by Eric Colvin. And this movie isn't just based on Alexander Dumois' 1844 novel, but it's technically a sequel to it. Shut up. It is. It is? Yes. Can you tell yeah. me how, please? Okay, so Corinne, the main character, is the daughter of ex-musketeer, who I'm pretty sure is dead. Well, he's not there, is he, Daisy? Yeah, he, he seems pretty dead. He's yeah. not there. <clears throat> who is called D'Artagnan, who is the main character of the original story and its two sequels. Corinne lives in Gascony, where the D'Artagnan family estate is located. And in the main story of the Three Musketeers, Monsieur Treville, is, who is the captain of the Musketeers in the film and an old friend of Corinne's father, has the same name as one of the musketeers from the original story wow but there's also lots of parallels to the original story as well like in the original d'artagnan runs into the rest of the musketeers and pisses them all off at the beginning um one of the guests at the masquerade ball is introduced as countess de winter who was one of the antagonists from the original story um but i just had so much fun when i was researching this imagining like one person who worked for mattel who had a hyper fixation on the Three Musketeers <laughs> as a child, just like, oh my god, this is my time to shine. Yeah, I know about this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the movie had Kelly Sheridan reprising her role as the Barbie character, who in this movie is called Corinne. And it's the first, like, the first time, well, not the first time, but it's one of the few times I've actually seen the friend characters being listed as being played by Nikki, Teresa, and, and Summer. Summer! Yeah! Summer! included which is fun you never see somewhere anywhere except from like life in the dream house life in my dream house whenever i've seen that i always imagine the um kelly clip and not yeah the- same <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait to watch dream house so this movie also had dora Bell as renee or nikki hira tozer as vivica or Teresa, willow johnson as armina or summer which for okay you're gonna have to keep going because i'm not i don't know okay they got tim curry back yes fully and and did you know that he played the villain in disney's 1993 live action musketeers oh my god that is so fun that. that is so fun and it's the first time a famous person has returned to do a role in a barbie movie oh that's so fun good for and, tim curry and i think the only time yeah. <laughs> what other Barbie movies was he in? He, he was, was in... What was he in again? Rap- was he the villain in Rapunzel? Why am I getting a notification from her now? Drinking? No, that's the last one for that. Is he was in the Nutcracker. Yeah, he was Thank in Thank you. 
See, our most dedicated listener, she remembers things. Yeah. But anyway, Tim Curry as Philippe. They had Mark Hildreth as Prince Louis. Bernard Cuffling as Monsieur Treville. All the pronunciations are going to be so fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm on the edge. It's only it's only been just over a week since Peck died. I'm on the edge. Oh. Rest in peace, King. Just Not kidding. dead! <laughs> He's alive! I know he is. Anyway. The and blah, blah, blah. Where were you? I don't know. Monster I don't Treville. know. Marcel because you went. The pronunciation's gonna be terrible, and then I burped, and then yeah. you had to start over. Anyway, rest of the cast list. Um Merlin Gan has Oh my god! Marilyn Gan played Madame de Bosey. Kathleen Barr played Helen and Fancy Girl Number Two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicole Oliver played Corinne's mother and Fancy Girl Number One. Amelia Henderson played Miette the Cat. David Kay played Alexander the Horse. And Brian Dobson played Brutus the Dog. Do you know who Miette Waller is? No. Because I was looking at the cast list on the Barbie Movies Wiki, my favourite site on the whole internet. Um, and it said, Tabitha St. Germain is Miette Walla. <laughs> who the fuck is Miette Walla? I don't know. Cat. Yeah, but who's Miette Walla? <laughs> Amelia Henderson is Miette. Tabitha St. Germain is Miette Is it just the Walla. meow noise? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she just does the meow noise. Just ever go, Walla. And this movie also had... Like, many, lots of these movies had computer games, Wii games, shit like that. But this is the only one that we ever actually played, and it's the only game that our mother has ever completed in her life. Yeah, go me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I've got, I've got another one now. Yeah. I finished my Professor Layton. Yeah. You've become a gamer. You have. Yeah, you've, check you've me. You've played Skywalker Saga, you've finished yeah. Layton. Oh, yeah, we finished Silent Skywalker Saga. Yeah. That was a joint effort. Have you stopped smoking? Yeah. Have you exited your Cole Sprouse podcast era? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You made it! (laughs) I thought you were saying that she was like listening to them and I was like, why? I was listening to Cole Sprouse on the podcast the other day actually. Why? Why? Because he was a guest. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he went on this kind of like fuck Lily Reinhardt tour. It wasn't really, it was just like. He made like lots of hint, hint, nudge, nudges to their relationship though. Which is weird. It's weird, yeah. Do not just, I don't think Cole Sprouse is real actually, but (laughs) Brickhead Jones is. That's how I think. As we've said before, the Riverdale cast consists of four people and everybody else just plays themselves. Yeah. So I will not be doing the um, plot summary because <gasps> it's the bane of my existence and I fucking hate it. It's my least favorite part of doing this. I was like, Ellen, can we take it like about, please? Because I can't do this anymore. So Ellen will be reading the plot summary, which she hasn't done since our very first episode where it went very badly. Do- yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, first things first, apologies. I'm the realist, realist. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Ellen's Podcast Hour. (laughs) That was one of my first ideas when I was going to start this podcast by myself. I was going to call it Ellen's Podcast Hour. Does this look like too much? Ellen, it's fine. Okay, so, movie starts um, 
in Paris. It's 19, no, it's 1560 or 69. I don't know. I read that on the wiki and I was really confused as to why it was like so specific. Specific. Because <laughs> it's like, I feel like nothing else is usually that specific. Anyways, so we see our main character, Corinne, practicing sword fighting in her barn and learn of her dreams to become a musketeer in Paris like her father before her, who apparently is the main character of the first musketeers. I don't know. Um, so we also meet. Well, either that or like Stranger Things took the name from the Barbie movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you imagine that though? If like Stranger Things, if like D'Artagnan was the name that the Barbie movie made up, and then that's what Stranger Things took it from. Is that what it's actually supposed to be? Is that why? Yes. Because oh. he had a three musket. Dustin. He had a three musketeers bar. And all of his friends were like, Three Musketeers are shit. And he was like, um, no, they're great. <laughs> and then he fed Dart at some of, the, some of the Three Musketeers bar. So he just looked at it and like, I'm going to name you D'Artagnan, Dart for short. This happens a lot. <laughs> She's like, I'm not talking about Stranger Things. It makes me mad. But like, it's season four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we also meet Miette, who <clears throat> wants to become a Muscatier. Um, okay, then. <laughs> so Corinne's mother comes into the bar and is like fine you can go to Paris and gives her some money which is just 15 crowns and also a letter to give to Monsieur Treville the captain of the musketeers and an old friend of her father after a night of rest Corinne Miette and Corinne's horse Alexander set off on their long journey her long journey is over in like five seconds due to the magic of montage I thought that was a really funny joke anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really funny Thank joke you. So she arrives in Paris, finds the musketeers performing in front of a crowd, and is immediately mocked by everyone in the crowd when she says she wants to be a musketeer. That's right, her mother forgot to mention that the musketeers exclude women. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Paris, yeah sure, I support you. They all scoff because they think she's weak, but she flips onto a barrel and the audience is like, whoa, this girl's actually kind of cool. This is when the evil dog sidekick of the movie is introduced. His name is Brutus. And he's obviously mad about Corinne's display of power. So he knocks her over and steals her letter. Corinne and Miette, who has been here this whole time, but just hasn't done much, um, <laughs> chase him, get their letter back. And Monsieur Treville, who, and also our main antagonist for the movie, Philippe, who is talking to Treville and sneers at Corinne as he leaves. Treville is wary at first, but after learning she's his old friend's daughter, he lets her in. Their whole conversation is basically just <laughs> Treville saying, no, sorry, lol, and telling Corinne to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I write stuff, so it's going to be like, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, so, so, so Corinne and Miat leave, obviously very upset, and run into Brutus again. This dog's just everywhere. Just free roaming. Brutus and Miat get into a cat fight. <laughs> thank you thank you I didn't think that would get a laugh um and it ends no, the, the way you looked at us like I did a gesture that told us to laugh that, that was, was quite funny, funny. <laughs> okay um this whole what's it called this whole thing just ends in another chase scene um I thought you were bashing your head just like oh my god she's doing <laughs> no just keep on going keep on going Alex. Okay. we're already at like 20 minutes during this chase scene, we see Corinne and the animals bump into three girls. One who's making a cape, one who's dancing, and one who's playing violin. Well, that doesn't seem like a very big detail, but it will be. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing to say. Obviously, it will be. God, okay. 
put in the animals and to put the royal palace where we where she sees a girl get fired and is then immediately hired by the person who just fired the other girl whose name is madame de boss forgot to write oh my god madam the boss that's so funny oh okay um she gets a cute little maid girl outfit and is introduced to her co-workers who coincidentally are the girls she just made extremely mad and messy their names are vivica who likes fashion she was the one making the cake aramina who looks rocky quiet do not look at him ignore (laughs) him otherwise i'm gonna keep on making noises and the mic will pick up on it ignore the dog okay we're um, Armina, Armina, who likes dancing, and Renee, who likes music. To get back at Corinne, they force her to clean the floors of the ballroom. After Corinne's first day at work, Vivica and Armina think they should invite Corinne to live with them in the little maid's house. I say little, but it's actually a pretty big house. Like, they all have double beds. It's nice. Renee is still mad at Corinne, so she's hesitant, but once Corinne gives her money for rent, she reluctantly agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne can tell Renee is still mad at her, so she goes and saves Renee's violin bow that she lost after Corinne knocked her over. Renee is kind of cool with Corinne after this. The next day, Prince Louis is tested. The prince, soon to be King Louis, is testing out his new hot air balloon design when the chandelier pulls a phantom of the opera and almost crushes it. I don't I can't even remember half playing <laughs> anyways. The fan the, the the chandelier pulls a phantom of the opera and falls and almost crushes him. <coughs> the debris flies everywhere, but the four girls who are cleaning up the castle block it with their cool musketeer moves. Once the prince and his guards are gone, and also Philippe, who is his uncle. I forgot to write that down. Philippe and Louis are related. Aren't they cousins? They are. I just thought I'm pretty sure he's a cousin. I just thought he was his uncle because he's really old. No, I think they're cousins. Okay, I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) I just thought I just see old people and I'm like, oh well. You can't be young. (laughs) Okay, once the prince and his guards are gone, the girls reveal to each other that they all want to be musketeers and they've all been training. This is when they meet Helene, who shows them a secret passageway that leads to a musketeer training room. The girls start training with Helene, who used to have the same dream when she was young and is very good at musketeer stuff. Training montage happens, and they get much better at musketeering. Next scene, Louis has an actual hot air balloon now, not just a prototype, but he didn't tie it down properly and ends up hanging off the ladder and flying in the air. He would probably have died if Corinne didn't see him and save him. They have the usual Barbie and male interest, flirty conversation, but they figure out how to land the balloon because he doesn't know how to land the balloon. <laughs> He's a little stupid. <laughs> um, until Corinne tells Louis she wants to be a musketeer and he laughs at her. Corinne then goes to Vivica, Armina, and Renee to rant about how she hates the prince. I feel like that wasn't needed. Okay, just do it. More training montage. This movie might actually be 50% montage. They just keep training. <laughs> The girls are now kind of equal to Helene, so they decide to celebrate their victory after work out on the town. The route ends up being interrupted by Philippe, who I forgot to mention has been plotting to kill the prince. During his royal birthday ball, so he can't become king, who is seen smuggling swords in for him and his men to kill the prince. The girls immediately run back to the castle to... I'm trying to say palace and castle at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um... So they run back to the palace to tell everyone, but when they open the boxes, they think the swords are in. They find the fake. They find fake swords for the royal sword dance, which is a thing. 
Um, and since they accused the royal of treason, they are thrown out of the castle into Melons. So quick recap, because I feel like I'm bad at plot summaries, <laughs> and I want people to know exactly what's happening. Um, We're recapping the recap. The girls are training to be musketeers. Philippe, who is Louis' cousin, is plotting to kill him during his birthday ball, so Philippe will become king. The girls caught on to Philippe's plan and tried to catch him, but he fooled them, and they were kicked out of the castle. Also, Philippe has told everyone he's leaving before the ball, so he can sneak in while wearing a disguise, so we can't be blamed for the murder. So the girls decide that since it's a masquerade ball, they'll disguise themselves with masks and use their new super cool musketeer skills to save the prince. Vivica makes her outfits. Armin and teaches Corinne how to dance because she's a poor little farm girl and knows how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Renee makes weapons disguised as jewelry. Finally, the night of the prince's royal ball has arrived. The finest royalty from all over the world has gathered in Paris to celebrate the prince's birthday. Corinne, Vivica, and Armin are prepared to super stealthily sneak in. They find Treville, who I haven't mentioned in a while. He just doesn't do that much. Um, and he's really bad at his job. He just, like, doesn't know who they are. He's, they, they're wearing masks, so he's like, cool. I mean, you guys are all wearing the same colors. It's just the maids <laughs> that were thrown out. Same hair colors. But you know what? Come in! Um, the night goes on. Louis and Corinne do the royal sword dance together. Just before all hell breaks loose and Philippe and his men try to kill the prince, then one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie and maybe whole of cinema happens and they rip off their big skirts to reveal tiny musketeer skirts. I don't know. They're shark skirts that they musketeer in. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's not what's historically accurate. The costumes aren't accurate to the history. I don't know. But it's cool. They look fun. They still look the box face. They stole it from Buck's face. <laughs> I'm yelling a lot and you put the volume up. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in their cool little musketeer dresses and a girl boss cover of Unbelievable Plays as they start taking down Philippe's men. While the girls are doing this, Philippe grabs Louis and pretends he's saving him from assassins. But Louis starts capturing onto Philippe's plan and escapes from him before Philippe can kill him. By this point, the rest of the musketeers have discovered the plot against the... And by musketeers, I mean, like, the real musketeers and not the girls. Um, they've discovered the plot against the king and are all after Philippe. Lear runs to the roof in hopes of escaping Philippe, but is unsuccessful. Thankfully, Corinne sees them and goes to the roof as well. Um, she, she defeats Philippe and they put him in prison. The girls reveal their identities, and shockingly, it's them. What? Um, and Louis makes them musketeers because of their bravery. All for one, all for all. All Woo! for one, and one for all. <laughs> That's plus some reality. We're half an hour in. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to edit out so much of it, Ellen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, not in that way. Okay. So, this movie. I this love movie. when you say that. <laughs> This movie, <laughs> this movie is absolutely iconic. I love it. Like this movie invented third, third wave feminism. feminism. You always say that I, because it did. <laughs> like it's so girl boss. I love it so much. Yeah. This movie is so fun. The improvement, like, okay, for the movie starts and we see the farm that Corinne lives on. And okay. it's just really fun to see the improvement. Like, this movie, it's especially clear how much better it is. Like, in animation. Yeah. Yeah, it looks so much better. Like, um, the scene where the chandelier drops. 
and everything goes in slow motion. That's a really good. That's just like great. an impressive piece of animation. Yeah, it's a good piece of animation, and it's so fun to see good pieces of animation in these mm-hmm. movies. I think they make reference to Corinne being seventeen. So I just wrote, "Gonna be seventeen this year. Better start training to be a musketeer now." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's not too late for me. <laughs> I really admire Corinne's like work ethic because if I had to work on a fucking farm all day. I would not have, like, the stamina and the perseverance to also train to be a fucking musketeer. Personally, I do work on a farm every day. It's like Stardew Valley a lot right now, so I kind of know exactly what it's like. Cow, two chickens. So, stinky, sticky, and (laughs) eepy. Your animals are called stinky, sticky, and eepy. Well, Layla named Sticky. Oh, okay. (laughs) If Um, you have anything to say, you can just jump in. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay. okay. Um, oh, um, a little bit more about the animation. I love Miette's design. I love that, like, for the animals that are meant to be really cute, they've moved away from trying to make them look realistic. Yeah. Like, if you compare um, Miette to, like, Wolfie or something uh-huh. from Princess and the Popper, they look so different. Yeah. She's and, a- I mean, I love Wolfie. He's my little guy. Yeah. But Mia is so adorable. Yeah. She's um, probably one of those characters that lots of people would find annoying because of her high-pitched voice. Did you just call her Mia? No, I called her Mia. Okay. I did call her Mia, I don't know. <laughs> but she, yeah, she's just... a cartoon cat, and cartoon cats are cute. Mm-hmm. Um, does, do you think that brings us into... Um... I said, inflation is so crazy. Imagine moving to Paris nowadays with £15. <laughs> also, okay, here's what I was pulling up earlier to talk about because I find it so crazy. Give me a second. Okay, so Barbie did an interview with Amazon. Wait, what? Yeah, she did an interview with um, Amazon.com called Barbie Talks About the Three Musketeers. This is like actual Barbie. Okay. Um, Okay. So she said, so Leah Weathersby, the interviewee, interview, no, interviewer, and then Barbie would be the interviewee. Um, She says, this movie is set in Paris. What was your favorite thing about filming in the city? And did you have time for sightseeing? And I was like, hmm, that's weird because this doesn't look anything like anywhere in Paris. <laughs> Where the movie is set, it doesn't look like Paris. It's Not Paris like, nowadays, yeah, please. They shot like... on location, but they built sets there. <laughs> and then she said, when filming in the fashion capital of the world, sightseeing and shopping are a must. From the Eiffel Tower to the Arc de Triomphe, my, fa- my friends took in the sights and of course snapped a few glamour shots along the way. You're not in Paris. That was probably a sense stage in America, Barbie. <laughs> Don't no, lie to oh me. Oh my god, the idea that they flew to Paris <laughs> and just built a sense stage there is even better. <laughs> She's rich. She can do it. Yeah. But yeah this... Um. Also, thinking about like the background stuff. Summer was doing some serious acting in this movie. She was. Because her cat. Because like her character. It's absolutely nothing like Summer's character. Oh, yeah. Summer's all, like, sporty and shit, which I guess, like, dancing, sporty, you yeah. know, it kind of works, but Girl was doing some serious mm-hmm. acting. Um, um, original songs in this movie are so good. We have Making My Way um, and All For One. The bridge one. I'm just making my way. That's how it goes. <laughs> I tried Is to look the for... the when she's on the bridge? They're on the bridge, yeah. 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 It's very... Mm. Um... It's very uh, Alanis Morissette, I thought, or Avril Lavigne type 
Yeah, yeah, that's it does, like, like that it does. It's a bossy kind yeah, of sound. Yeah, this is definitely seeing them like from this point forward. They're like they kind of don't do musicals like they used to. It's more pop songs. Yeah. that are like <clears throat> used in musicals. Um, and I love how these movies like they give no fucks about historical accuracy and breaking the illusion when it comes to the music. Mm-hmm. Like this movie set in the fifteen hundreds, <laughs> you are still getting like a two thousands, early twenty tens pop song. Speaking of it. music. They got a cover of Unbelievable. There's a girl boss cover of Unbelievable in this movie. Who made Unbelievable? Who? EMF. EMF. Whoever the fuck EMF is. Thank you. Yeah, s- wonder the. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Guys, so they're yeah. probably like desperate for like Mattel to come along and pay them some royalties. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, but yeah, um, there is a girl boss cover of Unbelievable in this, and I completely forgot about this. You, did you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. I like just... we were just sitting there, like, what the fuck? How can I not remember this? And you were sitting there, like, oh, you can't remember. Like, the first <laughs> note came. Yeah, like, the, the first note out. happened, and I just like this. I got a brush of like, oh my god, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but I woke up from like, I feel like Michelle in that episode about amnesia, <laughs> the Full House finale. <laughs> finale oh that episode sent me through the ringer it's such a crazy episode what should we do for our final episode i don't know michelle forgets it's like you know people on horsing around like the horse dies <laughs> but yeah um we may have gone a little dark for that season finale <laughs> i don't know why they did that that was why would they, okay anyways um so when corinne gets to paris she drops off her horse with a guy named serge who we basically never see again. We never see Serge again. Yeah, I thought Serge was going to be a character. I thought he could have been yeah. a better character. Yeah. It made me so mad. He just... But then I suppose if they'd have made him a character, every other Barbie movie, they've ended up being almost the heroes as well, but you didn't want heroes in Three Musketeers. No, Only Prince Louis was stupid. That's why he was <laughs> oh, he was tolerable. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have more to say about that, but yeah. I'll get to it later. Yeah. It's time for... Ellen's little guys. So, Miet, who Miet is Corinne's um, cat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so she's introduced as kind of a cringe fail, which obviously means I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and wants to be a musketeer. They you, they say it so many times. <laughs> she wants to be a musketeer, not musketeer. Musketeer. And they say it over and over and over again. And I kind of love their commitment to it. Uh-huh. She's very um, cute. She has a really cute voice. I really like the It's voice. really high pitched and I can see a lot of people like hating her for it. But I love the it. The voice acting was cute. I, I love it. like an annoying um, little character. <laughs> the meow was more annoying in the game as the film. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So I think if there was a sequel movie, Miette would have killed a lot of people. <laughs> She would have like chopper level I was body about count. To say, she would have been like the chopper. Um, and then something else I really loved was like while Corinne and the girls had Helene, they had um, Miette had Alexander, who was the horse of Bar- Corinne's father. Yeah, that Bartanian. was cute. Yeah. The um, the horse caught the cat. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the horse's name. I have him written down. We'll okay. talk about him. Don't worry, I'll remind you. <laughs> so Alexander and Miette have like a really cute relationship and I think it's really sweet um to have their friendship. Um Muscatier joke though, 
I'm not sure if the more they said it, I loved it or hated it. Yeah. So I had to dock a couple points for that <laughs> just because it made me so confused. Um, so Mia's getting an 8.9. What did she lose? A point one, a 0.1% of Probably, points? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, already said how much I love Mia's design. She's adorable. I love her. Yeah. Um, we have Brutus, the evil dog. Ugh. Um, oh, wait, yeah, also about Mia. In the game, much more helpful. She does a lot more. Um, <laughs> that sounds so mean to move in the <laughs> But yeah, I'll talk more about her in the game when I get to it. Brutus, the dog, he's evil. Um, but he's not the fun evil. Yeah, he's he just has, a misogynist. <laughs> he has a weird face. Um, I definitely preferred Midas. Do you remember Midas? Yes, I remember okay, Midas. Because um, like, all of the other evil dogs have been like camp. Yeah. They've been, like, really fabulous. Queer-coded. Yeah, they've been <laughs> queer-coded dogs. This guy's just a fucking misogynist, yeah. and I hate him. Um, I know Midas was evil, but I don't think he hated women. Brutus, I think, hates women. Oh, yeah. Um, So he gets a 4 out of 10. I feel like I should, I should be lower than that. It's like a zero. One. <laughs> he gets a 1 out of 10, because I do like when they have sidekicks. I like animal sidekicks. I like when everything has to have a little guy next to them. I mm-hmm. think that's fun. Alexander! Didn't see much of him. Like I said, he was wa- he was quite wise. He was like an old guy. And I really liked him and Miette's friendship and mentorship or whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like I shouldn't compare him to Pierre because Pierre was basically nothing. Pierre did nothing. Who's Pierre again? I know you wouldn't remember Pierre because you could barely remember him when we were <laughs> recording Princess and the Pauper. Oh my god, that boring ass horse! <laughs> He's much better than Pierre, um, but we didn't see, you know, we didn't see much of him, so I'm just giving him a 6.3 out of 10. I got really specific there. Um, the items that they are being rated on this time, which I remembered again, is... A sword. Yeah, I think a sword is the basic one to go for. Um, so yeah, that concludes our segment. Um, of Alan's little guys. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I'm kidding. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I have more. Um, here's something that makes me mad. I looked. I scoured the internet. I went to Google. I went to eBay. I went to Pinterest. I couldn't find any dolls of P- Pierre. <laughs> I almost called Corinne Pierre. <laughs> Of Corinne and her farm girl outfit, which I really loved. That outfit. I thought. It was I really think it's cute. because it's not pink. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the few movies where the Barbie character doesn't wear pink the entire fucking time. It's because it's a muted pink because she's a maid or a farmer, so she's not going to be It's not a muted pink, it's red. Yeah. At the beginning, it's red. It's not (laughs) muted pink. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I love that outfit. I think it's so cute. Yeah, it's a cute outfit. She has cowboy boots. They're not really cowboy boots. They're old people boots. Um, But, yeah, I really like that outfit. Um, And... I wonder why Corinne's mother didn't let her know that women couldn't be musketeers. <laughs> like, it's very much giving Grand Grand sending Katara off to the yeah, North Pole. North Pole. Um, and not telling her that they don't teach women in bending. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, why not tell your kids? She's not, you're not going to get to be a musketeer because they're sexist. I wrote, Corinne's mother thought she could end misogyny with one letter. Good for her. I wish I had that much confidence in my persuasive writing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's like she just kind of hoped, like, oh, maybe things have changed. And like, since you know, maybe they'll and just. It's all like... about the journey. Yeah. As well as the destination. She has. What? Yeah. 
But that doesn't mean, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to my point about Corinne's mother not telling her that she couldn't, that women couldn't be musketeers. Sometimes you just have to, maybe it was like one of those things where it's like, didn't you tell tell me a story once like when I was little I kept on wanting to eat pepper so one time you just let me eat pepper and I never went for the pepper again <laughs> maybe, it was, <laughs> maybe it was like that but like yeah. Corinne was just like please can I go to Paris please and she was just like one day she was like fine go to Paris here's 15 coins and see what they say to you maybe she was just sick of thrashing out the scarecrow not me get my door for a while <laughs> Corinne, the crops are ruined again. Please leave for a minute. Please stop killing the scarecrows. You are killing our financial livelihood. Um, the staff quarters are so amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, I still have stuff to say before that. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is stressful. Okay, so let me just speed run through my points. Um, Corinne was in Paris for five minutes and made everyone mad. Good for her to be. <laughs> I think the idea that you could be feminine and also strong and powerful is still very important for children to hear, even though it's like very basic. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a obviously it's not peak feminism. It's a Barbie movie, but also little girls have to know you can be a princess and also kill people. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah, and that's why Princess Azula of the Fire Nation exists. <laughs> um, and then I have to say, I'm not sure. if... I hope you guys understand this, Madame de Vos. She looks like that one character from the second Cinderella movie who was like, and Cinderella, remember, it was when, before the wedding and or a ball or whatever, and, she, and Cinderella was like, oh, can, well, I don't like any of this. Can I, like, choose the pudding? I want chocolate pudding. And she was like, no, we're eating Oh, pudding. my God, yes. Thank you. And, oh, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. no. <laughs> she, she was just like this evil, no, she wasn't evil, but she was a lady in waiting or whatever they mm-hmm. call them. And she was supposed to help Cinderella, but really, like, she hated Cinderella a little because she was a poor peasant girl. Um, I love the Cinderella sequels. <laughs> so I know a lot of information about them. Cinderella and Little Mermaid, both are sequels that I prefer better than the actual movie. Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God. Cinderella, A Twist in Time. That's so oh good. Oh, my God. We watched that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We've watched it more. Sometimes you guys are out on, like, you, like, you go out for the night and we're just like, we want to watch Cinderella, Twist in Time. <laughs> And also, Melody's such a great character, and I love her. I love Melody, too, from the Little Mermaid sequel. She oh, was I Ariel's guess. daughter. I don't think we watched that one here as much, because Granny Pat actually had the DVD. And we also have it on the hard drive. Do we? Yes. Oh! So, the, I re- We have it on the hard drive? Yes, we do. <gasps> Can we watch it when we're in WAS? Yeah, because I remember one time, I w- it was late when Layla was really little, <laughs> I was like, come on, we have to watch this movie, it's so good. <laughs> you, had fall- you had fallen asleep, or you had gone home or something. And then I showed it to her, and she was obviously just very underwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, it's such a good movie. It's the greatest movie I've ever watched. <laughs> and it was just like me hyping up like twin sons to you. Like, this is the best lightsaber battle of all time. And it's over in two and seconds. Then, and then Maul just died, and I was like, oh. That's it? Okay. Um, but yeah, that's my rant on Madame de Vos. I have more to say about her, but I'll get to that later. Corinne starts cleaning the floor of the ballroom starting in the middle, which is really stupid. Oh, mm, no, actually, it's not. It's not? Mother? <laughs> it's the expert on cleaning. Yeah. Like, she starts cleaning from, like, in the middle. She starts scrubbing in the middle of the room, and then she would probably work her way, way out. Way out, out in a and circle. It, wouldn't yeah. it be easier to... 
<laughs> Nobody's seeing what yeah. I'm doing. I was making honestly any. It's like back any, to front. Anyway, know? as long as you didn't start from like the front of the room and go to the back. The back. As long as you're not doing that, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna trap yourself in the middle. <laughs> but she started in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. If she was working from like the out in, that would be stupid. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, you can go on then. Yeah, these staff quarters are absolutely beautiful. They're really pretty. What kind? What kind of people give their staff this nice of a place? Maybe I don't know. Or well, you you lived in like a big, a nice big house once, like back in the day with Granny oh, and Nan. Oh, wasn't a nice? Oh, okay. Big it was, house. A, big it was house. a big house. <laughs> it was just oh, big. Yeah. And you fell down the stairs <laughs> when you were a toddler. Stairs, yeah. That was in Wales. Uh, Crampton, I think. Did Nan live with Daniel O'Donnell, or did just did she just clean for him? She lived in she had the staff quarters that built on the side of the house. <gasps> Like a granny flat that she lived in. She was like Corinne, <laughs> she but without a sword. <laughs> Nan doesn't need a sword. She cuts you down with her fucking words. <laughs> she goes, you put it in the microwave. <laughs> Make it new. <laughs> I will always remember one time when Nan said about Auntie Julie, I don't think Julie will ever get married. What age is she now? 40. Oh, there's no hope for her. <laughs> amazing but then like after they're banned from the and like we see that the staff quarters are on the palace grounds Mm -hmm. and after they're banned from the palace they still live there they still live there i just thought like maybe prince louis was a really nice guy do you really think so no but like (laughs) yes but louis was it meant to be maybe it was like a two-week notice thing (laughs) isn't that a thing like you can fire someone but you're not allowed to like get rid of or is that about quitting you have the most ju- am I bleeding? Yes, you're bleeding. Suck it up. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was I had a raggedy thing. Mm. But yeah, they keep on living in the staff quarters after they're told like you can ne- and like the thing was that they committed an act of treason against the member of the royal family. Well they did. That is God forbid women have hobbies. You I know. know. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> I'm not saying what they did was bad. I'm just saying like you commit like an act treason against the royal family your head's getting lopped off Lop- you wait what did you just say did you say lopped off yeah lopped off is that a thing yeah are you kidding see, me see she's to back me up this time <laughs> so stupid lopped off is a word like you're getting your head lopped off if you do that you're not just like fired why are they still allowed to live on palace grounds it smelled really like mopped? me what is it smelled like mopped yeah it is <laughs> yeah cut off from the main body of a tree. Okay. Love See, that. told you. Well, they're not trees, are they? Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, um, also, Corinne, when she first, like, walks into the staff quarters with, like, what's her name's bow? I can't remember anybody's fucking names. I usually learn the names while I'm writing the plot summary, but I didn't do that this time, so I know nobody's names. Mm-hmm. And, like, she walks in with the bow, and they're just sitting there talking shit about her. <laughs> and she like she did she not hear them because she very obviously like walks in the room they're all sitting there talking shit about her and she's like here's your bow good night well she probably did hear them did she just ignore it then well sometimes because she did hear what's her name oh, what's her what, literally what's her name i don't know the the nikki character renee yes renee she didn't hear renee's apology either because she was already asleep mm. so like was she 
here's i just thought it was just like sometimes you hear people talking about you're like okay then we'll do that i guess i'm tired i'm gonna go to bed so what i'm guessing is she heard them from outside the door she was like not dealing with this she walked in gave the bowl pretended to sleep because she didn't want to talk to them and then she kind of heard renee's apology and it was kind of like a neutral okay we're just not going to talk about that we're fine now maybe you just have trauma from your friends talking about you behind your back and think it's normal yeah thanks for bringing that up daisy i really wanted to talk about that today (laughs) (laughs) maybe you just think it's normal because of the shit that went down in primary school (laughs) thanks daisy yeah it's okay i'm I'm saying maybe that is the problem okay (laughs) it's me um the old lady i think um the old lady who was she who is she (laughs) (laughs) what is that reference to you make that reference all the time who is she nikki from big brother oh thank you iconic iconic (laughs) contestant on big brother she (laughs) i just wrote down she's like stan pines if he slayed (laughs) (laughs) what's her name again helene helene didn't hear any backstory I, yeah, I just assumed I, she was, like, she wanted to be, she was the same as them, wanted to be a musketeer. She made for the musketeers. And yeah, she, yeah. like, she, when she was in the same situation, she went to Paris to become a musketeer, but she couldn't, so she became a maid, and she just kind of dealt with it. Yeah. Is Helene, is she, like, Yoda? Does she not really need her staff? Does she just have it for, like, decoration? Because her back must hurt so bad. <laughs> like, so she's, like, like bad posture. Over. Like, yeah. I, I would know. I have terrible posture. <laughs> it's like me when I play I Love You. I'm just like hunched over. Like, just one more game and I'll be done. Just one more game and I'll be satisfied <laughs> with myself. Um, but yeah, um, she's like, she always has this hunchback. And it's like, and she's like, can walk properly. And she can walk. Is it just like she can just walk upright for like a little while and then she needs a stick to help? Did she keep up her training for all those years? I'm guessing she just wants to be inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is she like Yoda? Does she just do it to trick people? Probably killed someone. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's what happened with Yoda? He doesn't need a staff? I don't think so. He's I a mean, I'll... Or a cheat. <laughs> and he should die. Oh wait, he didn't. Well, he can fly through the air. He can surely walk. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe by the time he's on Dagobah, he probably can. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, um, Renee gets a bow. Which is fun. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. When? Is that fangirl? No, not fangirl. Renee's the one with the bow, right? She doesn't. She has a little thing that she's... But she gets a bow as well. We see her in the training montage with a bow. She does? Yes, she has a bow. I'm sure of it. Because I wrote, Renee walked so Katniss Everdeen could run. But then I was like, wait, was this after the Hunger Games? No, it wasn't. No. 2009. I actually forgot to look it up. Wait, when when did the Hunger Games go... Oh gosh. Hunger Games. Give me a minute. You need to say book first though. Oh yeah, the book. <laughs> I forget. Books are stupid and dumb and nobody should read them. <laughs> Film came out in twenty twelve. Okay, well. And the book the book came out in two thousand eight. Wow. I forgot. And well, nobody that's... cared about the Hunger Games in 2008, I don't think. But this is Well, blew... they must have done, because if it wasn't a big book, they never made a film. It was decently big, but it didn't, like, blow up and become a huge cultural phenomenon. Well, really, it is a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, like, it absolutely blew my mind that this movie, like, lines up with the Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Peter Millard. Can't wait to see you play Michael Abden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he's Michael. I don't know. Team Peter forevermore. 
Anyways, what am I saying? They bit, but like most of the time, she used that little. I wasn't even like a slingshot. It was like a diamond in a piece of in fabric. A, yeah. And I was like, why are they doing Renee so but dirty? Like, here's the thing. Maybe I should talk about the game later. Okay, let's talk about the game a little bit because this kind of links into the stuff I have to say about the game. Okay, so. The game is just like the most simple like platformer ever. It's like what every single person did for like a game tie-in release for their animated movie, which is like a simple platformer, which kind of links in with the plot, but not really. I remember, did we share the game that we had for the Wii? Did we share it with Auntie Julie and Jessie? Yes, yeah. I think we did. Yeah, we, we literally shared the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what games used to be like before... I don't know. Steam ruined everything. Well, me and Lily, we used to share Sims games. Yeah, that's I don't even know how that worked with like the code thing that you had to put in, but it did. Oh, let me just. Maybe me and this printer are becoming friends. Ow, never mind. I just hurt myself trying to get comfortable. Okay. Um. So, let me let me tell you the story of the game because it is different. So Renee, just like the beginning of the movie um goes off to paris you have a couple levels which is just like going through the farm and then going through the countryside um so then she makes it to paris and um the first there's like a first kind of bossish battle with brutus it's not really that big a deal though um because it doesn't really matter it's the smallest boss fight there is in the game um i say boss fight they're not really bosses <laughs> Because um, this game was made for children. Yeah. Um, and so Ellen, for, because Ellen, she, you downloaded, like, uh, what's it called? A version of the game on your laptop so you could replay it for this. I did, yeah. I replayed the whole game. Um, and I even started replaying it to, like, get all the levels because you unlock the girls one by one. First, you meet, um, I think it's Vivica? Yeah. You get Vivica first, you become friends with Vivica, and you walk around Paris with her for a little. And then you meet um, Renee, and you walk around Paris with her a little. Then at the very end, you meet Armina, and you're in the castle, and um, you get to the final boss fight of Philippe. So that's what happens in the game. That's how it's different from the movie. They just introduce them in the movie. It's like, all together, as soon as she gets to the castle. Here, it's like... Also, she never gets a job at the castle in this one. She just, like, randomly meets Helene and Vivica. <laughs> and, like, Helene's like, yeah, you can be my protege, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so you don't unlock all the girls at first. You unlock them one by one, which means in the very early levels, there are places that you can only get with the other girls, but you don't have them yet, which makes the game, like, very replayable. You know, because you were like, oh, I wonder what happened in that bit where... Aramina could jump higher than them, but I couldn't get to it. Or I wonder what was from that rope I could swing from, but I couldn't get to it because I didn't have Vivica. Or I wonder what could get I could get from that little blue block that I can shoot with a bow and arrow with Renee. I, she does have a bow and arrow then! In the game. In the game. And she had one in the movie. In the very end, they, give, they one time give her a bow and arrow and she shoots at... Not bow and arrow. It's a violin, but she uses it as a bar- bow and oh. arrow to shoot at one of the guys. Um, and in the game, she always has that. 
mm-hmm. from when you get her, she's always has always has the born hour. That's her main thing. Um, so she can play her violin to like stop enemies for a bit, so they don't come for you. Or she can shoot it like a bow and arrow. I've said bow and arrow so many times. <laughs> um, <clears throat> God. And I really like that. Um, I think that was really... Okay, slight tech. We're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> so you can like replay the game a lot. And I really like that. Um, it's a kid's game. So there were some times where I was just like... I found really easy ways to defeat enemies or get through stuff. Like the final boss. <laughs> so I sat there watching you and I filmed you defeating the final boss because I thought it would be like this great cathartic moment because he finally finished his game that you'd been playing since you were like, what age? Young. Yeah. <laughs> since you <laughs> when were did the like... Wii come out? When did we get a Wii? <sighs> no idea. Okay, great. We got a Wii. <laughs> At some point in our lives. Yeah. I remember we only got it, though, because it came with a free phone and you needed a new phone. Yeah. We missed out on the Wii Mania, though. We didn't. We Well, did well. We didn't. Have, you didn't have to, like, camp out for it like some people did. No, we didn't. No, it was quite, yeah, they were getting it a Wii, a Wii. A Wii. A Wii, a Wii, a Wii, a Wii. mobile phones. When you got a new phone, you got a Wii game. So, yeah, it's a kid's game. So, I found ways to, like, to defeat it easier like it's really easy to defeat enemies as renee because you can shoot at them for a further drift distance and like you can play your little violin so they don't attack you um or like it's easier to like just get through the levels when you're aramina even though i didn't get her at the end because she jumps really high and she can go for the distances so it's just like better to have her um but like i'm not gonna complain about that because it's a kid's game and I don't really care enough. And I know they didn't care enough. <laughs> they weren't like, oh god, we have to make game of the year, guys. Even though I don't think that award existed back in 2009. There were other times I was playing it and I was like, this seems very hard. <laughs> and I don't think children would be able to do it. Like, there were little blocks you had to hit with... Re- I'm talking about Renee and her bone arrow a lot. It's really annoying because I have to say bone arrow a lot. She has to hit these blocks with a violin and then hit another block so she could open a trap door. And I couldn't get it because some of them were in the, the things that went up and down and you had to like wait till the perfect time. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I kept on dying when I like was playing it for the first time with Renee because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> she can't do this. Um, and also there was this level that was the recreation of the balloon scene um, where you have to like catch up with the balloon as it's flying past. Um, and I found that really hard because I kept on trying to swing on these things as Renee and she wouldn't swing. <laughs> so I had to like keep on, I kept on dying and like I saw the balloon slowly flying away and I was like, wait for me, I'm almost there. <laughs> um, and like Renee is just sometimes hard to swing because like you have to, sometimes you have to do it like in the air from thing to thing and you don't have anywhere to st- start from and it's just like stressful. I get stressed. I got stressed at a kid's game. It's like the simplest kind of game you can play. She was able to finish it. I know. Charming. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, but it's the only game you'd ever completed up until this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like they probably, while making the game, had problems with having like all the enemies in one place because, especially during the castle levels, it can get kind of laggy. Your weapons don't go as fast. You don't jump um like the same way. You go slower. Um, and you so you can like go into these little tunnels like they have in the movie. They have tunnels in the movie. I don't think I mentioned the tunnels in the movie. 
they have titles in the movie and you can go <coughs> through them and um it was just a lot quicker so they obviously struggled with some of that once again i can't complain about that these d- developers were probably not paid the most and also <laughs> it wasn't that big deal of a game so uh that's all i have to say about the game no oh, final okay. fleet fight final boss of the game there were like there was a brutus fight there was a fight with the um musketeers when you first get to paris or not first get to paris it's like a bit into when you're in paris there's um one of philippe's bodyguards men or whatever henchmen that you have to defeat and then there's the philippe fight Brutus fight easy got it done quite it was didn't take that long um my favorite fights were the two in the middle with the musketeers and the henchman henchman um because the henchman also had brutus and you had to do this thing where like you swing and then brutus goes into the wall and then you have to like sneak up on the guy from behind and then hit him it's like really not confusing but it's a lot more like you know it's more challenging than the rest of the game but with the philippe fight daisy can back me up here um you just kind of you could only play as corinne mm-hmm. which is annoying because aramina that was the only boss fight where i had aramina and i couldn't use her um and also like, i've gone all these way with these girls i want us all to defeat philippe like i feel like we should do it together as a team and in the end it was literally just a waiting game it yeah. wasn't even like you had to you had mm-hmm. to fight him you just had to avoid him for long enough until he lost all three of his swords the most stressful <laughs> thing was when he was when he started throwing daggers at me he started he just started throwing daggers I don't know why I did. I was like, uh, but and like you couldn't bring his bar down any. You couldn't bring his health down like at all. You just yes, have to I wait. Could. You could. Yeah, I just I didn't get it at first because oh, right. I didn't hear Miet going. You have to, you have to do it with swords because he has a sword. Miet in the game is really helpful. She has to go into these little holes and um, defeat rats and press buttons and do cat things. Miet does stuff in the game. Yeah. And Miet. <laughs> Miet does stuff in the movie, so she's not really linked to the main plot. She has her own thing going on through all of it. Um, and in the game, she's a thing. But yeah, I really like the game still. I think it's fun. It's just nostalgia, and I know that, but I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to start speedrunning them and see if I can hold the record for the speedruns for all the Barbie games. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. Didn't you? Twitch. Yeah. I, I might start streaming on Twitch to see all these Barbie games. <laughs> Didn't you say that you used to, like, wait until we went to bed and just play those Barbie games? I did. <laughs> so we would get in your way. <laughs> I get that now because sometimes it's stressful playing with you because I have to go perspective. Perspective. Use perspective. <laughs> And this game doesn't have any perspective. It's great. There was yeah. no perspective in the 80s. In the, back in the olden days, we didn't have we perspective. Were pong. Um, uh, back to the movie? Yeah. Um, I wish I could be as oblivious to life as Prince Louis. He is just, no thoughts, just balloons at all times. Do I love him? No, but I will read out what my notes say about him. Louis is kind of cool He's because he's definitely autistic. He was like, let me info dump about science and accidentally ask you why you knew something was try- someone was trying to kill me because I can't understand social cues. <laughs> <laughs> that was so real. He, just like, he, did it, he was just like, hey, how did you know someone was after me? You were supposed to be gone. He obviously like, didn't think it was <laughs> sleep. He just was actually curious. He didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... 
he just all he cares about is his fucking balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hot air balloon. He doesn't care about anything else in the world. Just the balloon. No just thoughts, the balloon. Just balloon. Do you think there was any connection to real life? I mean, I kind of did in a. With that Prince Louis? I mean, Francis had like a shit ton billion Prince Louis, haven't yeah. they? I'm just like giving me the timeline. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't think, was there ever any inventors that was the King of France? Okay, let me just look this up. <laughs> King Because, I mean, if, France, if, I mean, if timelines is what they're speaking about, would he not have been the King Louis that brought down the royal family? Oh. Oh, God, are they all was getting this? their heads chopped off soon? Louis the Great. Well, maybe he is a bit of for the French Revolution. Age of absolutism. Concerns himself with gradually a significant shift from religion to... So what Louis are they thinking it is? Well, I looked it up and it said Louis the... I don't know, Roman numerals. 14th. Nobody knows that much. 14th. How do you know that's 14? X is 10 and IV is 4. Just oh, so great. stupid. Like v M. is 5 and VI is 6. Um, Let me just like... Skim and scam this. Skim and scam. He, this guy virtually destroyed the French Protestant community. Oh. During Louis' raw, long reign, France emerged as a leading European power. Exerted its military strength. I don't think there's any relation. I d- yeah. I just think they were like, France, royal, Louis. Louis. I just think probably, that was the yeah, connection there. I, I, I just, I mean, yeah. It was just I a think it would be... Musketeer story. I they probably did, like, kind of take into it. Did they consider it at all the historical facts mm-hmm. of the King Louis? Yeah. I mean, they, they just... I feel like they probably invented them. did. Like you mm-hmm. said, if your theory is true about the guy who, whose special <laughs> interest was the three musketeers. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, like, when Louis and Corinne are having their, like, a balloon to heart to heart, Corinne's like, I want to be a musketeer. And he's like, ha, <laughs> stupid, girls can't be musketeers. And Corinne has this absolutely amazing line. He says, how is it that a prince can imagine a man flying in the air but not a girl as a musketeer? And then she, like, storms <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, thank you, Corinne. That was so great. She got him. Um, I think I'd like Philippe, well, not like him, but I think I'd think he was cooler if he had a Preminger song. Yeah. I just really love How Could I Refuse. So get ready with the roses and stand by with the champagne. <laughs> like, if you had a song like that, it would be yeah. so great. Um, when they, like, when they come upon, like, <laughs> sorry, I forgot I wrote, Louis is like, Marcy, get your head out of that journal, dude. You are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, when they come across, like, Philippe, and his plan, like, they're literally just, like, wandering around the town, they go down the street, and they're like, whatever it is, they're planning, they don't want anyone to know about it. Yeah, which is why they're doing it right in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah, it's like, do you think some people, Le- the people, like, woke up in the middle of the morning, like, did you hear Philippe last night, the cousin of the soon-to-be king? Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna kill him, it's insane. I'm not oh. gonna say anything, I don't care enough about the royals. <gasps> Yeah, but it's like literally. Like, yes, he was trapped in a balloon. I don't want that to be my kid. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Philippe would be better. That's the thing, because Philippe's trying so hard to kill Louis, but it's like, dude, leave him to his own devices for five minutes and he'll die. Yeah, because he's so no, good. but like this number one. 
And Philippe's like, I spent years running this country and now you're going to get to be king. It's like, yeah, dude, that's just like what a regent is. That was literally <laughs> your job. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, what did Philippe want from being king? They never tell us. He just blames to want to be king. Yeah. That's like, like in Mariposa when you were just like, maybe this person's cool. But, oh, I forgot her name. But you know the villain. Yeah. And you're like, maybe she's cool. We don't know what she's supposed to do. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she's well made maybe of slaves. Back to wiping his own bum. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, but I'm genuinely just like, what did what did Philippe want from being king? Because from what we've seen of Louis, yeah, but like, what was he going to do with that power? Was he going to exploit people? He was probably just going to be cool. He just doesn't <laughs> care enough. He doesn't care enough. All he cares about is just balloons. That's the thing. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Louis would probably be a fucking terrible king. Yeah. Maybe they'd be better with Philippe. We don't know. But I'd, like, Philippe's I... also an assassin. You can't just be like, I think the assassin would be a better eh. Maybe raising Louis all those years was fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. Just chop their heads off. Like, I really hate when it's just like, this person gives evil vibes, and that is, like, the only thing, like, evil about them, if you get what I mean. Like, I want to know this guy's plan after he takes over. Yeah. Like, we don't know. He could have been a pretty good king. Corinne, what are your thoughts on Philippe? Ellen is now rubbing her Corinne doll <laughs> against the microphone. <laughs> Thanks so much, Queen. <laughs> I don't think she likes him. Okay. <laughs> um, I wish Corinne were a real person because I would have written so many, like, school essays about her. <laughs> I would love to read a history book about Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> she lived... In a maid's quarters with her four close friends. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, when they... Are we on to the ball yet? Wait, just give me... <laughs> During the training montage, we see Aramino mopping a bit. And she is so terrible at it. She puts the mop in the bucket. And she doesn't draw like... <laughs> of the, she just brings it out and just like Slash sloshes it, it around. <laughs> mopping i don't like mopping i'm not good at mopping i know that is the worst <laughs> mopping i've ever seen in my whole entire life um so they go to the sh- ball just let me okay <laughs> sorry i'm just reading my notes i think i'm really funny if their if their night wasn't cut short by seeing a guy plant trees in you know um were they gonna get drunk <laughs> like mattel please answer I will stop watching your movies if you're promoting alcohol. I'm not going to support you anymore. Like, this is Oh, no, I'm okay. sure they're so upset. Yeah. <laughs> you can't promote alcohol in a kid's movie. You can't maybe... But they didn't. It. Yes, they did. <laughs> they didn't. They literally didn't. Yeah, so I'm going to keep on watching the movies. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe... Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I wish the sword dance was real. Why doesn't the modern family have a sword dance? I'd like them better if they had a sword <laughs> dance. Maybe they do. I would love this. Uh, I hope Charles does it. Papa Stewart has a sword dance. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can I go to Papa Stewart? Can we live in Papa Stewart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean they have a sword dance? Papa Stewart sword dance. What's it, what's the goal like? Well, I don't know. I'll be on YouTube. So. <laughs> you pick swords on the ground and dance around them. Okay. Okay. You pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's sword dance if it's on the floor. So, at the ball, it's like, they haven't introduced her, like, introducing all the guests. <gasps> Wait, can I talk about the dresses first? Yes, you can talk about the dresses. Oh, is that maybe what my note was about? 
I've written it and I didn't understand what it is. What was their ball names? What was their ball names? Their and ball names? Barbecue. Maybe, but they introduced well, this. Okay, we'll I mean, yeah, we'll let's, get to talk, that in about, let's okay. talk about the dresses, which I think might be my favourite. I dare I say it, they might be my favourite Barbie dresses yet. Because they're, they're, they all look different. And they're all very similar and cohesive, but they all look different in a way. I wrote, and I quote, I just like the variety. They're like starter Pokemon. Pick your favorite. I don't know why I referred to Pokemon. I feel like there's other things <laughs> I could refer to, but like it's like you know you're just like there's a couple different ones and you pick which one you want to be. I think Corinne's is my favorite. My favorite is always the dancing ones. Aramina. Yeah, Aramina's. What was your favorite, Mother? No pink, purple, no green, or okay. Um. The only thing I didn't like was I think the neckline on Renee's was a little weird. It was just like a weird jaggedy thing. But I think the rest of the dress was cute, so I let them off with that. Um, uh, also, oh my god. I think I just broke all my bones. We've been going for so long. I don't think I realised when you had the dolls. Yeah, the, 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 I always thought that the things that they wore. This was crowns, and I could never understand why they would never fit in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> you so, made a watch this movie, you didn't realise they were wearing masks! You want to <laughs> wanna know something really funny? She has a huge hole in her head where her... Where her <laughs> <laughs> was that where it goes? Yeah, that's where their masks fit in. Can you see it? Oh! She has a huge hole in her head. That used to drive me insane, that many <laughs> things. <laughs> I may have gone up the Hoover. <laughs> so that's what happened to them! <laughs> How much be... stuff did you say that about gone up the Hoover? <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. There's a lot of hammer beans went up the Hoover. Well, well, yeah, those are hammer beans. Okay, so yeah, I really love the dresses. The dresses are cool. So, <laughs> so at the ball, there's like a guy introducing everyone and all of the girls are like, oh no, what are we going to do? And they're like, it's fine, just make up a name. And the do name... Do them written down? I only have one of them. Oh no, Daisy, I didn't it write was, down the full name. Oh my gosh, it was Head of Lettuce. Head of Lettuce. Barbecue, Barbie. that was Corinne. So, Armina was Head of Lettuce. Head of Lettuce. Barbie or Corinne was Barbecue. Which is a genius! Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the whole thing, it's just like, you know, Louis's like, who are you? She's like, I'm Lady Barbecue. I'm like, that is so yeah. good! That and is he was so like, good. are you guys, like, French or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was like, are you guys Italian? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Ivana Party. Ivana Party! Oh my god, and what was the other one? What was the fourth? What was the fourth? <sighs> Head of Lettuce, Ivana Party, Lady Barbecue. You really have to look this up because I cannot let the <laughs> listeners go without knowing these all these names. The listeners are only listeners here with us. <laughs> yeah, the listeners. Um, no, they don't have it in there. Oh my Head god. Head of Lettuce, Ivana Party. Oh my god, what the fuck was it? I know, it was funny. <laughs> Having a party, huh? Ivana party, yeah. Uh, I literally have no idea what the fuck it was. Like, what the heck? I'm okay, so I, I don't think we're going to find it. Yeah, but it was funny. I swear it was funny. It was really please, funny. Please watch the movie so you can watch that one scene. It's really good. Um, And, like, <laughs> during the ball, it's like Philippe does this whole thing like, oh, I'm mysteriously dancing near Prince Louis. That's when he was gonna stop him. Yeah, because like he's this seemed really important, like to dance near mm -hmm. to Prince Louis so he could stop him. But then 
He's just gonna do it during the fireworks show. <laughs> he's like, begin the fireworks show. I'm like, you're just gonna do it there. So why were you doing this mysterious <laughs> dance near Prince Louis thing? Renee and Vivica, I find really funny because they just like really could not care less about this prince. Pr- Corinne has like her fun flirty thing with mm-hmm. him. Aramina loves this guy. Yeah, Aramina has like a massive she, like, crush on him. She wants it to be- the whole movie. She wants to become a musketeer just so she can save him. Renee and Vivica could not care less. They don't give a fuck about this. They man. really don't. They just don't care. Like they, I, I'm glad someone in these movies finally gets me. And Renee is just like overall such a hater, <laughs> and I love her for it. I just really love I really love Renee. I think she's super cool. I like her character development. Um, but yeah, the sword fight breaks out, and then wait, I have something to say before that, and it's really funny, so okay. you have to listen to it. <laughs> Philippe went full furry for the ball. Good for him. I love your blue lion for Sonic King. Treason is okay if it's furries. <laughs> Thank What's you. wrong with you? What do you mean? That's a funny joke. He wears a blue lion mask, okay? Yeah. Again, it's one of those situations where I love that somebody puts on, like, a mask and everybody's like, who is that? Yeah. But I'm bad with faces anyway, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, a sword fight breaks out, Louis is about to die, blah, blah, blah. They do all their reveals and they da- then they, like, bounce up and down like Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. They do but, their little, um, like, wee, wee, What's wee, her wee, name? Dancy one. Aramina. Aramina. She just, like, she's just fighting somebody and she just goes the most gleeful voice ever. I was having a great time dancing, but this is even better. <laughs> like, she just seems to have a lust they, for blood. They all have, they all have their cool little lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, Miette sticks a sword at Bruce's butt. <laughs> yeah. And, um, what's her name? Can we start using fans as weapons again, please? Yeah, that sounds fun. Like, they're probably useless. Mm-hmm. Madame de Boz, like... Can you put razor blades in them? <gasps> that fun. is a really great idea. Have you used a fan as a weapon before? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't possibly call Obvi- Obviously, you could put razor blades in them. Everyone's <laughs> done that before. Just like a little razor blade and something. But, um, yeah, the fight is breaking out, and Madame de Boz comes out with... What's her name? The old lady. Helene. Helene. Yeah, she comes out with her and she's just like, a mess on my floor? You have to clean this out right now. And it's in the middle of a sword fight. I'm Mm -hmm. like, girl, people are dying. (laughs) This isn't about your fucking floor. The boss, there are people that are dying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this movie, it really kind of (laughs) exemplifies for me how far these movies have come. Can I just say how mad i would be if i found out my family were hiding secret passageways for me for my whole life yeah i'd be so mad at you guys sorry i'm sorry have we not told you before <laughs> shut up because <laughs> i i will cry like i could have been creeping around a good in passage the... in the library <laughs> i mean there probably is one under there they're used for smuggling right yeah smuggling what drugs alcohol well no comment <laughs> Alcohol is so easy. You just knew immediately. No comment on any of that. Um, so yeah, if you guys were hide, <laughs> this has been such a mess. Let me have a fun time. Okay, but yeah, I would like be so mad if I could have been running around in the walls like a little gremlin all these years and no one told me. I'd be so mad at you. But yeah, this movie it really exemplifies for me how far these movies have come 
And like I'm specifically thinking about the sword fight because the early movies like Rapunzel or Swan Lake, they would always end. I drew me yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm trying to talk about. I know, but can you please look at my drawing of her? Wow, so amazing, oh. beautiful. I even gave her a little hat. Britain and father's here. Is he here? Oh, no, he's not here. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, specific. <laughs> You're drawing with me. I like could not care less. She just crushed me. Yes. Can I just say this, please? <sighs> Fine. Right, I'm specifically welcome. thinking about. The early movies like Rapunzel or Swan Lake, where it always ended with like the love interest fighting the villain while Barbie was off in the background doing something pretty unimportant. Mm. But it's like it's so cool that in this movie, Barbie's the one who this gets to fight the, the villain. And also, can we talk about how scary the roof scene is? Oh my god, it's the roof scene! Like they almost fall off so many times. She like Corinne like flips onto the roof, like she swings from a thing and she like flips onto the roof <clears> and <throat> like Philippe falls off and it's like okay, he just died i just saw barbie murder someone <laughs> but then he like reaches his way back up and while Corinne and louis are talking he like Shroobs. he nearly <laughs> stabs them yeah and it's just like, it's a really like scary fight scene mm-hmm. but yeah i really love how barbie is the one who gets to sword fight the villain and save the prince joined by all her like girl boss friends it's great yeah however <laughs> although i have basically said this movie was a feminist masterpiece at the beginning <laughs> there are of course stuff that it can still improve on anyway for example we still have a boring male love interest that does not affect the story at all i think serge should have been the love interest so do i i think that would have been so much more interesting like give me a fellow poor person (laughs) poor people love interest yes poor people love interest please Mm -hmm. but it's like but she always has to marry the prince yeah. Oh, but she didn't marry the prince. No, they didn't get married this yeah, time. Which is what I'm saying is like the romance subplot was so pointless. Mm-hmm. Like especially in this movie, like there was no point in it. I think if they had to have like you know the typical heterosexual ending, then it should have either been Serge, Serge's character. He gets more of a character. He gets a character. Yeah. First of all, and him and Corinne end up together, or it should have been Aramina and Louis who ended up together. Yeah, that I think that's because she was the one who talked about for the whole movie how much she liked the prince. Whereas for Corinne, it was like this wasn't on her radar. Yeah, she didn't care about the prince. She just wanted to be a musketeer, and she ended up getting mad at the prince <clears throat> because of his opinions on musketeers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if there was gonna be a love story between Prince Louis and anyone, it should have been with Armina mm-hmm. because she was the one who seemed to really want a relationship, whereas Corinne didn't seem to really care about that. Yeah, but you know. At least they didn't get married at the end. Also, um, Madame de Bose. Yeah. She is, like, one of the more background characters in the movie. But she's the only female character in this movie who is a villain. And she's also the only one who isn't twig thin with, like, perfect soft features and, like, a tiny button nose. Like, obviously. I'm, people now are still being fatphobic without even knowing it. I'm not going to critique a Barbie movie from 2019. <laughs> like, yeah. I really, like, obviously it's not great, but I just, like, I don't care enough about that. It's yeah. old. It's dated. Of course it's going to be, like, mm-hmm. like, it's like watching a sitcom and someone says an R- the R slur. It's like, yeah, that happens. Obviously it doesn't feel great. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, I, it was different. And I hate saying, like, it was a different time because a lot of the times it wasn't a different time. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, and, like, 
It's probably one of the things that they didn't even think about when they were designing Madame de Beauce mm-hmm. because things like that are just they're they're so intrinsic in us. Mm-hmm. Like again, it was like with all these movies, there's been the hints of anti-Semitism in the design. Yeah. And while I don't think people are actually like, I'm gonna make this evil guy look Jewish. Yeah. Like I don't think people are actually like that. No. But it's just so thoroughly ingrained in us that like this is the way the villains look and this is the way the heroes look. And it's just frustrating that you still see that in these movies. Because we've watched a lot of them at this point. Yeah, but this is still back in 2009. Yeah, it's just frustrating to see that they're improving in some places and not in mm-hmm. others. But um, I just, I really love this movie in my top... Sorry. You could have... Very, okay, I'm done with it. You had a lot more calm emotions than I did when I dropped my phone. Um, I just, my top four is so tight right now, I just don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. Like, I love all these movies so much. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. It was lots of fun. What, is, oh, what are your feelings so on this movie one. after watching it again years later? Again and again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what was your feelings on it back then and what are your feelings now re-watching it like years later? Still, I suppose, mostly toleration. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you here? Because cause you can't be a bit of swashbuckling. No, mm-hmm. you can't. It's so fun. Bring it back. I want to see more swashbuckling. I, yeah, I just... You know, because of the like new Barbie trailer coming out, like for the live-action movie, not for the Barbie, obviously, mm-hmm. there's been like a lot of people being like, ugh, I miss old Barbie. And it always makes me kind of mad, because it's like, of course you do. Yeah, of course you miss old you Barbie. You five miss- years old. Of course you're going to miss that. Yeah. You didn't know about inflation or global warming <laughs> yeah. or any of that shit. You were barely just, comprehending mortality. You, of course you, you miss just, it. You were just Barbie hap- has constantly changed. You were just happy because yeah. Barbie was a fairy princess and she married a king and she lived happily ever after. Just like Disney movies, you know? It's like, of course you miss old Barbie, but like that doesn't mean the new movies are terrible. Just and, like, we haven't even seen the new movies yet, and but I'm, I can probably guarantee that those movies are going to be the same quality as the rest of them we've I watched. think what they're doing right now with, um, like, the Barbie, everybody already knows, and Brooklyn Barbie, who is, like, the new black Barbie that they introduced, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah, like, they're, and they're both called Barbie. Yeah, and they're both, and um, they have a new thing, Dreamtopia, that they're doing, so they really are trying to bring back that sense of old Barbie. I just wanted to rant about this for a while. It's fine, go ahead. Because, like, it's always annoyed me. Um, But, yeah, I just, I don't know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah, it's like, sometimes it's annoying because, like, I'm able to recognise when it's my nostalgia being, like, you like this. Versus when it's actually good. Mm -hmm. Like, my, like, favourite, like, my ranking system for these movies is absolutely like it's so weighted because my it's based suit is so cold i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> because it's all based on my nostalgia yeah like you know one of the big reasons that the star wars prequels have gone from absolutely despised to loved is because of nostalgia i don't think the prequels are masterpieces i do think they got like i do think that they got like an unfair yeah i don't know Slithing. i'm not the biggest fan i'm not then. the biggest fan because personally i kind of like sam <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> i i also don't like sam you hate sam <laughs> you really do you get anakin skywalker I in get that him <laughs> but like it's one of those things it's annoying when people can't realize it's their nostalgia playing a part in things yeah. anyways anyway that was completely unrelated yeah. to the rest of the movie i like this movie it was fun i love this movie all for one is a banger all for one it's true it's true together we know what to do <gasps> oh my god sad news mostly for me but i'm gonna tell everybody here everybody <laughs> my 
podcasts are used to kind of pirate Barbie movie songs in Spotify. The ones from Diamond Castle have been removed, so I can't oh, listen to them on Spotify anymore. That's so sad. It's so sad. I went on one night, and I was like, I want to listen to Connected. Gone. Wiped from the face of the... Prince and the Popper is still there, so... Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. I can still listen to the Cats Meow on repeat every <laughs> single day. Hey, feline, you fetch just fine, too. Anyway, what's the next movie we're watching? It's... Oh, it's... Mm, not Mermaidia. A Mermaid Tale. Is a Mermaid Tale? Yeah! She's ready, she's steady, she's up on her feet! Ah! Oh my god, I, I can't her. wait. Wait, I wanna do the, the, the thing. Yeah, the rankings. Um, so, <coughs> this got a 64% on Rotten Oh, the 64? Yeah, and 3.7 stars on Letterboxd. Why do people like this movie? It's a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I don't know. People just... People I are weird. I love this movie so much. People are weird. So I'm, like, mad about it. Yeah. Too feminist. Too feminist. <laughs> you, you just hate women. <laughs> People you giving Barbie movies bad reviews you on Letterboxd. You just hate women. <laughs> yeah, it's we've got three, four, four really good ones. Like like I said, with all of these, it was like Diamond Castle, Christmas Carol, Thumbelina, Musketeers, Mermaid, Tale, like Fashion they were like Hit secret. after hit, and then Charm School. Hit so after good. hit. Oh <laughs> anyway. Leg. Thank you very much for inviting me to be on your podcast, guys. You're very welcome. I feel bad you didn't say a whole lot. I hope I didn't ruin it. Um, no, you did great. Oh, thank you. You didn't say a whole lot. No, okay. I've well, said she, enough. She said what okay. she wanted to say. You said what you wanted to say. You got to be in an episode. I got all my notes in, so. Woo! Um, I guess we'll see you when we see you. Hopefully sooner next Hopefully time. Because so, yeah. we don't have a guest holding us up. <laughs> um, so but, anyway... Be ready, be steady, be up on your feet. Um, all for one, one and for one all. One for all. Goodbye. Bye. 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 The mouse isn't working. Oh, the mouse is working. The mouse just stops working.